nights. Food prices keep rising. The UN reported that its food price index for a basket of commodities increased by nearly 13 percent, the highest level in more than 30 years. Grain saw more than a 17 percent increase, a direct result of the Russia-Ukrainian war. A new variant called XE is brewing. It's a recombinant strain, meaning it's a mutation of several previous variants. The WHO believes it is more contagious than Omicron. A recent study has found that over 60% of parents have sought a therapist for themselves, their children, or the entire family. A U.S. Court of Appeals has reinstated Biden's vaccine mandate for federal workers. A lower court originally ruled that Biden lacked the statutory authority to issue the mandate. In the appeal, the judge didn't address that issue. Instead, he said the federal workers who filed the suit should have filed their grievance elsewhere in the government. A 26-year-old Texas woman has been charged with performing a self-induced abortion. Her actions violated Texas's heartbeat law, banning abortions as early as six weeks. She is being held on $500,000 bond. The state-based abortion assistance fund, La Frontera Fund, has called for the woman's immediate release. Abortion activists protested outside the jail this weekend where the woman is being held. On Sunday afternoon, the local district attorney in Starr County, Texas, dropped the charges against the woman. A Georgia gun shop owner and his wife were killed in a robbery. Their 17-year-old grandson, who was visiting on spring break, was also murdered. Forty weapons were stolen during the robbery. The bodies were found by the couple's son. So far, police have no suspects. Alabama Governor Kay Ivey signed a bill making it a felony for doctors to assist minors in gender transition. She said, quote, I believe very strongly that if the good Lord made you a boy, you are a boy, and if he made you a girl, you are a girl. If found guilty, a doctor could serve 10 years in prison. The ACLU says this is the first of its kind legislation, and they will challenge it in court. Russian President Vladimir Putin attended a funeral last week and took the nuclear briefcase with him. The suitcase is under 24-7 supervision and has a personalized key code to operate. When Putin travels, the suitcase is guarded by an armed security officer. There are a total of three nuclear suitcases used by Russia, each of which controls the entire nuclear arsenal. Senator Bernie Sanders has introduced legislation that would tax the profits of companies that bring in more than $500 million in revenue annually. According to his office, the bill would tax profits that exceed the company's average profit level that existed five years before the pandemic. A strange cloud over Alaska triggered an investigation. Several theories began circulating, with people saying it could be a plane crash, a UFO, a meteor, an eruption, or a top-secret Russian weapon. Officials claim that it's just a corn trail from a commercial jet, but the pictures do look suspicious. You be the judge. From Hill to House Democrats from both chambers are pushing to ban stock trading among members of Congress. The idea was met with skepticism. Currently, there are two stock ban bills in the House. Each has about 60 co-sponsors. Representative Rodney Davis, the committee's ranking member, complained that the measures would hurt less affluent members of Congress who couldn't afford to set up a blind trust. Representative Barry Loudermilk said the ban would hinder members and not allow them to, quote, participate in a free market society. Proponents of the ban believe the current rules are loosely applied and are too easy for members to evade. The conflicted Congress report that was released in December found that 59 lawmakers and at least 182 senior staffers violated the Stop Trading on Congressional Knowledge Act that has been in place since 2012. 
The Biden administration is planning to fix the family glitch in Obamacare. The new rule would allow non-employee family members with private insurance from an employer to qualify for coverage if that insurance costs more than 10% of household income. It's estimated to cover 200,000 uninsured individuals. They said what? Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg was stunned to hear that African Americans feel let down by the Democratic Party. Well, on an episode of The Breakfast Club, the host pressed Buttigieg for an answer, but he didn't seem to have much to say. Take a listen. You, you do realize, Pete, uh, a lot of black people feel like Democrats have kept no promises since they've been in since they've been in office. Really? Yes. What? Reverend Allen said that a million times. I'm sure he'll be I mean, pressing you about okay. that tomorrow. <laughs> I, I, look, I get it. <laughs> Pussies and Patriots. Senate Bill 960 in California would eliminate a provision in existing law that requires an individual to be a permanent resident of the U.S. if they want to be a police officer. In theory, illegal or undocumented immigrants could become a cop. For the time being, crossing the border is illegal. However one feels about that, whether they should be granted amnesty or whether the immigration system is in need of reform, allowing someone who is an active violation of the law to enforce the law makes no sense. Of all that is going on in California that needs fixing, this wasn't one of them. Crime is through the roof, and you think lowering the standard for police is a good idea? Why don't you try something that takes brain cells and actually reform the police system and root out systemic racism? Or I don't know, why don't you try maybe fixing homelessness? If this passes, it won't improve the daily lives of your constituents. It will only appeal to the fringe of your party and donors. I can only assume the bill's author, Democrat Senator Nancy Skinner, is desperate for votes during an election year. And for that, Ms. Skinner, you are a pussy. I'm as shocked as you are that I'm calling a group of Republican politicians patriots, but I guess where credit is due, it's worth highlighting. The House passed a bill that would help begin an investigation into war crimes in Russia. Only six people voted no, all of whom are Republicans. The bill would allow for the information that was collected to be used, quote, in appropriate domestic, foreign, and international courts and tribunals prosecuting those responsible for such crimes. Those in opposition to the bill point to this as their primary reason for voting no, as they don't want international courts intervening with possibly our military. As Representative Thomas Massey pointed out in a tweet, quote, Some of my colleagues and I voted against this resolution in part because it contains language that could set the table for bringing spurious war crime charges against American service members for mistakes made during military operations in theaters such as Afghanistan. Excuse me for interrupting. Do you realize this is a party line? Put on your waders, we're about to dive deep into the swamp, the creatures that live in it, and their salacious shenanigans for this week's party line. We're having party line trouble. The girls are fighting. Governor Ron DeSantis is ginning up his base by taking on Georgia gubernatorial candidate Stacey Abrams. During a recent press conference, he said, quote, If Stacey Abrams is elected governor of Georgia, I just want to be honest, that will be a cold war between Florida and Georgia. I can't have Castro to my south and Abrams to my north. That would be a disaster. So I hope you guys take care of that and we'll end up in good shape. First of all, Ronnie, you're the one that set up checkpoints along the Florida border in April 2020 and also forced visitors to isolate for 14 days as a COVID preventative measure. 
Do you realize how authoritarian that was? Lumping Castro and Abrams together may seem cute, but you're failing to recognize your own tyrannical ways. Just saying. And finally, numbers you need to know. Pfizer takes in around $81 billion each year. Johnson & Johnson takes in around $93 billion. This puts them both in the top 30 of the most valuable companies. But more important is the money that they spend on Congress. In 2016, Congress scooped up more than $7 million in donations from Big Pharma, spread out amongst 97 senators. In 2020, they donated over $6 million to Biden's 2020 presidential campaign. If you're looking for something else to listen to, check out my crime podcast, Ladies Love Crime. You can find it on YouTube and by clicking the link in the description box. 